Live from my mother and stepfather's den, we have Spooky. And I'm CMAX, and we are Matrimony of Madness. We dated on Halloween, we got married on Halloween, and we spend our time talking about all things spooky. We are a family friendly podcast with all the blood and guts. And whether it's your first time listening or you're a frequent listener, we want to thank you for taking a stab at it. Rate it. Ooh, that was pretty good. I'm going to say that is a. I'm going to say it's a 9 out of 10. I'll, I'll take it. It's an A. Because I could tell you were reading a script. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I do read a script. So people, this is, you know, it's the first impression. Listen, it's better than me not reading a script and just fumbling over my words. Yeah, it's better than you just using adjectives like solidarity, enticing. Listen, I'm trying to broaden the listener's vocabulary. Fair. It's not a spelling bee, though. I'm not spelling nothing. It's not a vocabulary test. <laughs> there. I never understood why vocabulary tests and spelling tests were on the same day where I went to school. Really? That happened? Yeah. I'm so sorry for your childhood. But now I'm, I'm a super intelligent dude in my mom's den recording a podcast with my beautiful wife in my mom's den because my house isn't built yet. But my house is going to be built. So you can take in your it. Mom's de- in your mom's den. No, the house won't be built in my, <laughs> the house won't be built in my mom's den. But the house will be built near my mom because, you know. I'll never, I'll never leave. I'll never leave you, mama. <laughs> we have, I'm a little stressed. My stomach hurts a little bit. Maybe it's the coffee. Uh, definitely maybe the coffee and just a lemon loaf today. Having that being all I consumed. I don't know why I yoda yoda that. I mean, if you're not going to finish the coffee, I will drink it. No, I'm definitely going to finish it. Okay. So we have a huge episode for you guys today. Apologies on no episode uh, last week. I kind of want to say something. I haven't even talked to or cleared this by Spooky, so... I'm a little nervous, I'm not so, going to lie. I mean, I think she'll understand. We, we've built our relationship, by the way, dated and married on Halloween. If it's going to be about the audio, I'm not going to understand. No, I'm not. I already, I, already, <laughs> I already said. You just don't respond the whole podcast. Uh, I've... You, you, you totally threw I'm me sorry. off. I'm sorry. You keep bringing up the audio issues like I keep bringing it up. And I, since I have made the statement on the cast, it has not been brought it's up. It's a joke for me now. It sucks. Okay. Joke sucks. Zero out of ten. I'm laughing. Anyways. I want to, t- like, we, our plan is to record weekly. But on, like, all of our promotion, I kind of want to take weekly off. Because, like, stuff happens. You're saying you want to do it every other week? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm going to say. And, and guys, that's how stuff implodes, and you have to make sure you communicate appropriately. What I'm saying is, we strive to record every week, yeah. but I think we should take weekly off of the promotional materials oh, on the different things. Oh, I see things. what you mean. Like, yeah. if it happens weekly, awesome, but sometimes it just might not. Like, that's the plan. But, like, we're not going to, like, just so everybody knows, we're not going to have an episode next week, because you're going to hang out with your dad in Colorado on Father's Day, which is sick, to go see John Mayer. And Dead and Company. That's awesome. It's going to be great. I'm not going to record a podcast by myself. So Technically, I'll be back on Sunday, but I'm, there's just there's no, no way. way. You're not going to do it. We're going to be able to do it. You could say you're going to do it, but you're not going to want to do it. It's not going to happen. There's going to be no episode next week, guys. And you know what? I don't feel bad about it because I'm spending time with my papa. So that was just a statement to the listeners. I forgot what happened last week. I think we were just, I think we were just chalked. 
what did happen last week? I don't remember. Uh, oh, wasn't that David uh, Marianne's birthday? No, that was that was a couple weeks ago. Okay, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what happened. Uh, but yeah, so no episode next week. But uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We have. Uh, it seems to. It seems that that's kind of been the pattern lately. As we had the Stranger Things episode, and then. We took a we took a break because we were just not up to it or not feeling good or whatever, and then we skipped a week, and then we have a big episode this week. Boy, do we! And we I want to go ahead and apologize in advance for those listening. I just want to do a fair warning. This, I want to say, ninety percent of this episode is video game related. I don't think ninety percent is fair. Really? Yeah. Okay, 80%? I'd say 75%. So 75% of the episode is video game related. For those of you who are not into video games, I do apologize, but I do appreciate you guys sticking around nonetheless if you choose to do so. And as you guys know, we always put everything in the show notes. So say, for example, if you're interested in Netflix's Geek Week, uh, just listen to that. Yeah. And then you'll see in the show notes that the rest of it is video games, video game reviews. And you're not going to want to listen to that. So definitely take advantage of the show notes. That's why we do it for you guys. And uh, yeah, let's kick it off. I don't really know. Uh, I want to kind of chit chat, but there's just so much to go over. Maybe we just dive. Unless you got a funny story, maybe we just dive right in. My funny story really is just an ongoing, an ongoing appreciation for the kids we work with who have autism, who have no filter. And say everything that I want to say, but I know it's too rude to say out loud. That is a everyday experience for us. So, for example, uh, when Neil Druckmann and I love Last of Us, I love Uncharted. Uh, they're two of my favorite game series, I'd say. Un- Last of Us is top five. I'd say Uncharted is potentially top five, for sure top ten. When Neil Druckmann's just on the screen talking about nothing, and the kids start screaming at him like, Are you going to show something or what? I just think, you know, that should be, you should have individuals with autism in the screening rooms, I think, for, like, play tests. Yeah, I think so, too. Because you, if you want, if you don't want to have data anomalies and you want consistent, truthful feedback, they'll tell you. It's true. And then... They'll let you know. Because what's going to happen is you're going to think it's great and then you're going to post it or air it or whatever and then you're going to have the keyboard warriors come out. Yeah. And you know what? You would avoid that. You would avoid that because they're not keyboard warriors. They're in-person warriors. It's true. I, I don't like that name. I don't either, actually. <laughs> that was awful and kind of you, cringy. You, you looked at me like... So, guys, we're recording in my mom's den. And Wait, where are we recording? My mom's den. Okay. And now <laughs> we're, we're, it's like this really long table, and so I can finally look at the... He can hyper-focus I can hyper-focus on, hyper on the time <laughs> and where we're at, and, you know, we're... It's just... It's it, what I'm getting at is like I can see now everything she does. Like she's biting her lip right now. Like <laughs> well, you, she's like she's literally STFU is what she's saying. So with that being said, uh, first time listeners, thanks so much. We're gonna jump right in. Frequent listeners, we love you. Sorry we missed last week. I also want to point out that we, even though we have a packed week, we did want to go see the new David Cronenberg movie. And Ocala's a sleepy town. It's true. And they're not playing it. So we couldn't find it in our town. So we, we definitely were planning on we, watching we, it. Yeah, I literally on Thursday evening 
was looking, and that was a movie that we were just going to go see on Thursday, even though we weren't going to record till the weekend. Yeah. And nowhere to be found in our sleepy town. So we apologize for those who want to hear our thoughts. Maybe, I, I I don't really know because we have to miss next week, so... I apologize in advance. We're doing our very best, and we appreciate you guys hanging around. So, without further ado, without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to Spooky because I've been talking a lot. Woo woo! So, woo woo woo! Hit, hit, you know it. <laughs> hit him! Hit him! Just with a synopsis of some of the events that happened this week. This week has been it's insane. been it's been a a big old full week. So I believe it started big old full belly. Big old full belly, which is going to be my belly when I eat that lasagna that's sitting on your mom's oven. Thanks, Ma. So, I believe it started with Netflix Geeked Week. And which went all week. It did go Monday all week. Friday. I think it's, yep, it started on Monday. And for those of you who don't know, Netflix just puts on this um, showcase of things that are coming out. All sorts of things. Horror things, fantasy, drama, yada, yada, yada. And that started on Monday. What started on Thursday was the Summer Games Fest 2022. And that was hosted by Jeff Kiley. And he, you know, he just, we, we got game announcements. We got, um, The Rock was in it. We got all sorts of stuff. And then today was Xbox and Bethesda's and showcase. The, and the, the, the PC game show is going on right now. Yes. And Devolvers we, was also Thursday. Devolver we just couldn't Digital. wait. No. We could, so, hardcore PC gamers out there, we probably missed something because it's going on, I think, for a couple hours right now. It's currently 5.30 EST on Sunday, and we just we waited as long as we could to to fulfill content-wise what we wanted to do. So, we apologize. Yeah. We, we probably will miss things because it's it, it Netflix Geek Week and Summer Game fest being this week was really weird yeah it was it was really weird weird timing and i will tell you guys we will not be going over everything Mm -hmm. it's literally impossible to do that not impossible but this is not a five-hour podcast and we are sticking true to the content of the horror aspect so we will be going over horror spooky eerie thriller type of stuff that we saw this yeah so if you just found us if you like more than just horror and spooky stuff there's plenty out there and oh yeah to be honest i popped off the most for something that isn't horror at all during summer games so that is very definitely true. go and just take it all in they're on you like all the all the showcases are on youtube uh netflix's stuff the whole presentation i think is on youtube on thursday they did like a stranger things panel we're not going to talk about that because we just don't have time but if you're big into stranger things they had a lot of cast reactions to scenes mm-hmm. uh they did they did a reaction to the infamous Max scene, which I thought was really cute. Joe Keery talked about his hair and how he hates it and how it's become his identity. So really cool stuff out there. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to talk about all of it. So uh, if you're interested, go, go, go. So first we're going to hit Netflix Geek Week. I have my own research. Did you did you write down research for Netflix Geek Week or you want me to take it away? I sure did not. Okay, that's so fine. I will just comment on the... Re- <laughs> I mean, like I saw the content, but I did not write anything down. I have the show, the summer stuff. So, uh, let's, we're going to do these in no order, and I feel like I had a, I feel like part of my stress level is, it was a little bit hard to distinguish what really constitutes as, like, being spooky, I guess, if that makes sense. So, it's so funny, because that is, like, one of our, like, uh, hot take Tuesday things, I, that's just what we call it, of, you know... And we're not going to do it today because it's just going to take over the whole episode. But it's like, what is considered horror? What do, 
what's the consensus of horror or spooky or whatever? Like, do you involve psychological thrillers? Do you involve, like, is horror to people just gore and blood and killing? You know what I mean? So, like, there's so many different definitions of horror. And I think for this episode, what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about what we consider to be horror or what we consider people who may like that kind of content might be interested in. It might not be what you think is horror, but we're just going to kind of Absolutely. do so, a little synopsis. I We don't mind your judgment, but know that we did our very best to try and encapsulate what we feel like someone who would tune into a horror podcast would really want to know about. Yeah. And so there might be other little things that, little that you'd like to know about as well. One of the biggest issues I had is the trailer, they, Netflix Geek Week dropped the trailer, ugh, dropped the trailer for The Sandman, which is very big graphic novel, very popular, lots of people are excited about it. To me, I didn't think it fit the mesh of the podcast. My friends were arguing with me that it did. See, I would think that Sandman would be considered in that realm. So there it is, like, guys. The- right there, my wife and I, Already I, I did not put that, so we're not going to yeah. talk about no, it. But she thinks yeah. I should have. So. I think it's like a fantasy horror. You know what I mean? I get it. And that's why one day maybe someone will give me the book or maybe we'll write the book. So the first thing uh, well, the first thing that we're going to talk about, we're going to do this out of order, guys. Like I said, it went Monday to Friday, so we're just going to grab what we grabbed. Uh, one of the things that uh, came out was uh, 1899, which we don't really know what it is. I just saw, I don't like. I don't know. I can't even describe this one. And the reason we can't describe it is because it's from the creators of Dark. True. And so uh, we have not seen Dark, but I know a lot about it. And any of you who have seen Dark know that you know you can explain it. You don't really know what's going on. You have to pay attention. It's time lapsing all over the place. Uh, so Netflix has a new show coming out. I don't think they really stated it called 1899 from the creators of Dark. Uh, looks very intriguing. Um, looks to be kind of the same mesh of things being all over the place. You know, you haven't used critical thinking skills to figure out what's going on. Uh, maybe one day we'll go to dark, and I definitely think uh, we'll stay on top of 1899 when it drops. Do you remember anything about it? I feel like it was, like, super so, quick. the only thing I kind of remember about it was I know a part of me felt like there was a little bit of, like, a slavery type hmm. of, like, vibe to it. Hmm. Um I was trying to look something up, but my iPad's not connected to your mom's Wi-Fi, so I cannot. And I don't know where my phone is. But I do know that there, again, it's, I I only, I kind of just got that vibe from it. Like, there's something, I don't I don't want to say slavery. I think trade. it was more beauty in the eyes of the beholder. They, that's their shtick. Yeah. Because you don't know what's going on. You really But you don't. know we created like, dark. I, I know I'm wrong. I know I'm For pretty sure. sure it's not like it. a slavery trade, but I got that vibe from it. So it's like, I feel like they're trying to get somewhere, hmm. but there's some kind of underground weirdness going on. Huh. I don't I don't really know. I'm assuming it's set in 1899. <laughs> well, we also don't have to explain it because that's that's their that's their mold. I mean, that's true. Is not being able to explain it. I would just definitely suggest y'all watch the trailer. Everything we talk about, if you guys are interested, please go watch. If you're like... I know we really didn't give you much yeah, to Yeah, we didn't explain it very one. well, but if you're like, <laughs> man, I love dark, or I love things that I don't understand, or I want to I kind of be able to help them describe what it is they're talking about, which they're typically good at, go watch all of these trailers, please. Yes. Um, the, uh, another one, uh, another big one, I'm trying to figure out how to do these as far as, let's go here. 
Um, Resident Evil. They showed the trailer, uh, which we knew. Res- we knew. We knew Resident Evil was coming, uh, and it's coming July fourteenth. I believe it's eight one-hour episodes. Uh, the showrunner is Andrew Dabb of Supernatural, and the vibe I got now, I could be wrong, please don't quote me, I redacted if it's wrong, is I believe they're going with the route of it's being directed potentially by, like episodes are being directed by different people potentially, which seems to be kind of the, a lot of the bigger shows are taking that route, like, you know, a lot of Disney Plus stuff is directed mm-hmm. by different directors. So that seems to be what they're doing. Not really, sh- like, I I read the blurb, you know, Wesker's trying to cover up the T-Virus. It, it totally defies the lore of the games from what we've grabbed. Umbrella's trying to revitalize themselves, which is typically what happens in the games, but the lore just seems a bit off. We don't really know what's going on. We don't really know who any of the characters are. We just know that the outbreak is kind of widespread. Uh, but it almost seemed like people were intentionally taking... There was a part in the trailer where it almost seemed like people were intentionally taking this, maybe not the actual virus, but maybe they, maybe it was, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. There was something weird in a part of the trailer where it was like, people are intentionally taking this. For sure. That makes sense. My brain also just farted just now. I apologize because we have, we've gone so long that if you guys didn't know, if you've been living under a rock... Resident Evil 4, baby, remastered. That's true. To me, the best Resident Evil, you could that's a hot that's another hot that take was, for another day. That was announced during the Sony State of Play. Which we haven't we haven't We covered. did not yeah, go over that. Cover, so. But Resident Evil 4, 4 also announced. Uh if you guys uh, Spooky needs to she said she wants to do it. She needs to start videoing me when she knows something's going to happen. I didn't know that was going to happen. Because well she did and she was she had just got done crying watching a Billie Eilish concert on Disney Plus. Oh Okay, yeah, you're right. That was that same day. <laughs> so, but she keeps talking about how she wants to video. I think they'd make for TikToks. I think so. I, they're, they're, they're organic. I'm never acting. I'm always like in. Same thing with Overwatch 2 today. I had no idea that it was going to be was, that was pretty, October. That was pretty great. Um, so yeah, Resident Evil, uh, I'll reserve my thoughts, but you guys can kind of tell by my tone how I feel about it. I think it's going to be really cheesy and really bad. I'm not going to reserve my thoughts. It looks terrible. And we, we, love, we, we love Resident Evil. I love Resident Evil, man. But man, this does not look great. And I'm sure we're going to watch it because we watched the other Resident Evil and that was not great either. But it's fine. So now... In my opinion, the three slammers. The slammy, the moons over my hammy slammy. So they did show uh, Queen B, Jenna Ortega, as Wednesday. She looks adorable. She looks, so she looks gorgeous. Cute. And I, Thing also looked really good. I, I can't wait. They kind of they didn't really go hardcore as far as showing much, and I and I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I prefer yeah. it. Uh, obviously, being done by Tim Burton, Jenna Ortega as Wednesday, fall 2022. I feel like September October is obviously perfect feel like that's what they're gonna do um but i feel like they're i feel like maybe for some reason they're trying to just build anticipation and excitement yeah or what i think could be is they're going to do maybe they've maybe they've seen nintendo and sony and other companies do these types of like presentations Mm -hmm. so i could see that maybe they'll do a maybe they'll do a fall netflix presentation or like a halloween netflix presentation real mm, quick and then they'll i see that would headline yeah. obviously so kind of like their own direct just an idea just the an netflix idea yeah direct. like netflix direct yeah uh not much to say other than we can't wait the two uh, that's a banger and then 
the two, I, I'm very excited for Wednesday, but I think I'm more excited for these next two for different reasons. So we were hit with uh, Cabinet of Curiosities, mm-hmm. uh, which is also being directed by different people. by different individuals. One being the Babadook, the director of the Babadook, which I'm super stoked about. It's based off the book by Guillermo del Toro himself, Cabinet of Curiosities, My Notebooks, Collections, and Other Obsessions. Shout out to my little brother Bryce, probably the biggest Guillermo del Toro stan I know. So this is uh, a visual, visual audio representation of his book and different things from there. So we know he fully has control over it. Uh, no one's going to bring that man down. He's going to do what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. And typically how he does it is phenomenal. Dude's a genius. How he does it is correct. Is the how he does it do is it. correct. Yeah, you can say how he does it is correct. Uh, no release date later in 2022. Again, proving my theory What's that they theory? might do a Halloween Netflix direct. presentation. Direct. Can we call it Netflix Direct? No, what? Netflix Direct. We got to think of a new name. Okay. So uh, super banger. Super excited for that. And then uh, potentially the headliner, I would say this and this next thing I'm going to, I would say Cabinet Curiosities and this next thing I'm going to say, co-headline in my opinion, The Midnight Club. Yeah, baby. By Daddy Flanagan. Uh, Mike Flanagan. You guys, oh, that name sounds familiar. Uh, We'll we'll tell you why. You know what? House of Bly Manor. Haunting of Hill House. Thank you. Because what I always do is I never say that right. You say Haunting of Bly Manor. No, no, no. I say... What do you say? I think I add... I add more words when I say Haunting of Hill House. I say... What the, other words the ha- the, the Haunting of Haunted... Like, for some reason, I used to say... I think I used to say the, haunt, the Haunted Hill House or something. I always say it wrong, so that's why my insecurity grabbed me there for a second. I saw it. I literally saw it in and the And you flash. know what? I saved you. You're, you saved me, and I appreciate that. That's what I'm here for. It's the wife duty of saving you. Go Ducks. Of your insecurity. You're the Ministry of Defense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Mike Flanagan, uh, Haunting of Hill House, uh, House of Bly Manor, Midnight Mass. Yeah, you've heard of it. So uh, The Midnight Club is based off of the Christopher Pike novels. Uh, and just a brief synopsis, synopsis. Just a brief synopsis for those of you who don't know what it is. The Midnight, uh, the Midnight Club is about a group of terminally ill kids who meet at midnight. Yep. They're a midnight club. Yep. And they tell ghost stories, but they have a pact that whoever dies... This is really depressing, by the way. Depression alert. They have a pact that whoever dies first out of them has to show up supernaturally to the Midnight Club. Okay, so let me get this straight. So we've got... Let's say we've got... We've got Bobby, Billy... And please don't talk about what they're diagnosed with, please. I'm not. I'm just. <laughs> I thought you know, you know Bobby has leukemia. I thought you were going to go into I'm like. I'm just doing the things so that I can right. better explain. All it. Right, all right. because, so other people who are like that doesn't make any sense. So let's just say I'm just going to shorten it. We have Bobby, Billy, and Erica. Okay. If Bobby dies, Bobby has to come back at midnight as a ghost or supernatural being. He has to show up to the club as he has to make contact with them. That's what they want. That's like. That's like, they're a club that tells horror stories. Yes. But then that's an underlying thing is they want whoever. Is if any of the kids die, they up. have to come back. You gotta represent. You gotta represent the club. I man. mean, I get it. I like it. You gotta represent. You gotta give the club content. You gotta. Lots of books in the series. Uh, so check it out. Uh, that's October 7th. Do you know who makes the books? Uh, his his name is Christopher Pike. Christopher He's Pike. He's the author. Okay. Yeah, so that... um. That's Netflix Geek Week for ugh, Netflix Geeked Week 
for man, we've been saying Netflix Direct. That's so much easier than Netflix Geeked Week. I told you, I'm a genius. Lots, lots, and lots of stuff that they went over. So if they did go over a lot of go, things. Go, go read it. Go check it out. Go watch the trailers. They're there. Before we jump in to everything and everything within the Summer Game Fest, I wanted to throw out a quick piece of news, which we're not going to have time to do much, but I don't know if you saw this. Nev Campbell will not be in Scream 6. I did see that, actually. I and saw it, that. It is over money, and it is over the role she was offered. Yes. They could not come to an agreement with money, and so she was like, later, nerds. I mean, she's the face of the franchise, in my opinion. You got to pay her what she's worth. Yeah, I thought that was kind of silly that they, that they, yeah, didn't try to make it work out. I'm not going to sit here all day and talk about it, but little, little, it's like, it's it's like not having Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, which has happened and look how those movies. It was terrible. Also, for those who are interested in the Rob Zombie, Rob Zombie Munsters that is coming out, they did release, um, I'm pretty sure they released like a little teaser trailer. Yes. Yes. So definitely go check that out if you're excited for that. I forgot that came out. Like I said, guys, this week has been so crazy. Please, we beg of you to we begeth. spot check us and go and... They must have missed something. We Yeah, we did. Oh, we totally did. Go find it. So that brings us into Summer Game Fest. Here's how we're going to do this, guys. Summer like I said, if you don't like video Fest. games, the rest... I mean, we're going to banter, we're going to have fun, but the rest of the content is probably yes. going to be video games. So if you don't like it, feel free to shut it off. Especially we're, because our review for this week is a video game we that we also have played. a video game review as well. So uh, if you're signing off here, we love you. Have a killer week. For those interested in just content we produce or video games, here we go. Summer Game Fest. Summer Game Fest. Booyah. That was my um, theme song for them. So take it away. All right, so... Ooh, man. I just want to go ahead and say that I feel like the first half of this... So we, of, of the... Yeah, go ahead. So we went to go see Summer Game Fest in IMAX. We took some of our kiddos... The GF Kylie. Because here's the thing. I think Summer Game Fest entails everything, don't you? Like, does Summer Game Fest also entail Xbox and Bethesda presenting? No. I feel like it's a veil for everything. I don't. In my brain, I do. I would like to say it does, but I don't think it does. I mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it does because he did. I'm gonna. He did advertise. You hit me. I'm gonna Google if that's actually no, what they're planning. I think. I think you're right because he did advertise Xbox and Bethesda will be on Sun. Like he did go through PC. Is this the Devolver Digital had their own segment? It was technically part of Summer Game Fest because Summer Game Fest had like a schedule. Mm-hmm. So I think it is all in, all encompassing. Yeah. So if you go to Summer Game Fest, boom, right there. Yeah. So then yes. Boom. So, Summer Game Fest. I love being right, y'all. Okay. (laughs) Are you done? I am done. Okay. So, we started watching Summer Game Fest when it came out on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Saw it in IMAX. Great experience. It was a great experience. 10 out of 10 recommend. Shout out to those who made that happen. It was awesome. The little promotional items were cool. We got, like, little Cuphead promotional items. The people there who were working the event were really nice. All around great experience. So again, this is in this is not in the order of which it was shown. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna maybe I'll just go right into games. Do it. So guys, tons and tons of content here. If we deep dove everything, we you guys wouldn't just be able to. You wouldn't. We be able would to be keep a up. video game podcast. Yeah, it'd be too much. By the way, 
we're gonna talk about just the spooky video games we saw. If you are if you are a fan of video games in general, please go check out a podcast that some of my best friends do called Suplex the Sticks. They are a gaming. They podcast. They are a gaming podcast. And they will go through everything. And they will be covering <laughs> everything, including probably the spooky games as well. But they'll be diving into you know your Overwatch two, your your Shredder's Revenge, your Call of Duty, your Call of just Duty. Kidding. David hates Call of Duty. So maybe not. They're not a big fan of Call of Duty, but they'll talk about it. But if you want to hear all that stuff and you love video games, please, please, please go check them out. That's not an ad. Not an ad coming from the heart. Not sponsored. Go ahead. All right. So probably my most. No, no, no. We can't do most anticipated. You blew it. It was just what was on my first. It was just what was on my list. I didn't set the expectation and this is on me. Because you just gave everybody the answer. So you got to think of another one also. I wanted to do most anticipated at the end. I do have... Well, then... Okay. Just go with it. Go with what you... This is one of my most most anticipated, but I have a... That's my fault, yeah. I have another game that okay. I'll say. For sure. Instead well, of you this could, one. No, you could say that one and another one. The reason why this one is my probably my most anticipated is because you guys have heard me talk about it. I think this is might be my third or fourth episode of me talking I about I think lately this we've game. been talking about it because more has been... More has been coming to fruition about yes. it. Yes. So, developed by Skybound Entertainment and Striking Distance Studio, published by Crafton, Callisto Protocol was shown. The, right? The Callisto Protocol? I don't know. I just put Callisto Protocol. <laughs> the, maybe not the, A, potentially, no. Uh, so, we saw some gameplay for it. And if you're not with it, it's co-created by Glenn Schofield. Who did create, dates, who, who co-created Dead Space. Yes. So, we did get to see a full-fledged gameplay trailer. And man, was I not disappointed. We saw a gameplay trailer and like five minutes of gameplay. Yeah, it was yeah. really cool. We saw, um, they did like the Med Bay mission and then another mission. What was really funny is we were watching it and the kid I was with was like, man, this person's really bad at aiming. <laughs> like not the main character, like the person doing the walkthrough. Yeah, like like he was not shooting very well. But we did, we, we got to see a lot. We got to see the different types of guns that they use. One of them was like this pull, pull, push, push, push and pull mechanic, that yeah. I think I mentioned one of the episodes. We got to see some of the enemies, which were really cool. And then, of course, people love the brutality kills. So we got to see some of that. Um, so we could talk, yeah. So we could talk about it all day. Gameplay is just like Dead Space. It looks just like Dead Space. It really you, does. You can do the 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 limb cutoffs, but they're they're not necessarily aliens. It almost looks like humans who have ingested some kind of biochemical. That, so like, deformed them. Yeah. And so not necessarily your T cell zombies, but your I don't know. Think 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 Mr. X, but not as big. Like think think if I was Mr. X as a human. But I looked like myself, if that makes sense. Okay. Super, like, speed, strength. So think of, I forgot what they're called. What are the what are the creatures in Resident Evil, in Resident Evil 2, that are crawling on the walls and the ceiling? Lickers? Those. They're kind of like that, but with a human face. Yeah, I can see that, too. So when you dismember people in this game, there's bones and stuff. They've kept yeah. a lot of their it's anatomy. It's very human very human qualities. Very, very intense, very dark, slow-paced. Uh, what I gathered was you start... It looked... Because they said, showing the beginning of the game, you started in like a almost like your prison suit. Because we know you're in prison or you're locked up. Because a lot yeah. of... The first teaser trailer had you in prison and robots were the robots fighting and or whatever. Yes. So, and then later on, 
you had like armor. So I wonder if you're I wonder if you're picking instead of like in Dead Space where you had your engineering rig, I'm wondering if you're picking and choosing stuff like that you're you looting, can, yeah. like you're looting. Not looting. Gear? No, 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 no. Don't say looter. No, no, no. I wonder if you're just like Oh, I found the chess piece, and you put that on first. Uh, or maybe, if they're, or yeah. if they're going to let you, excuse me, just find a spacesuit and equip it. I don't know how yeah, they're going to do it. But there, were, there, were, there was a difference where I felt more vulnerable for the character in the beginning because he just had his prison suit. Yeah, he did. And for those of you who have played Dead Space, they are doing the same kind of mechanic where you can see visions of what happened mm-hmm. right before. Really cool. Yeah, really cool. Um, you know, it's a little pixel. I mean, it, is, it looks really cool. And then all of a sudden, like, it stops, and then you see, like, the dead body there mm-hmm. in real life, or, like, in real time, I mean. So that's pretty cool. So, yeah, like I said, we can talk all day about it. It is being released December 2nd, 2022. Can't wait. So I cannot wait. Merry and, Christmas. And you don't have to be upset that it's not Dead Space. Because, because we do get it. Because... A month and change later, you get a Dead Space remake. So it's true. You, you know what? This is a have your cake and eat, and it, eat too. it too. It's true. We get a brand new game that might feel like Dead Space, and you might be like, "Man, I'd rather just play Dead or Space." Or you might really like it, and then or be like, "I want to play Dead Space." And then guess what? You get to play Dead Space, and then you get to play Dead Space. Wow! Oh my gosh! Only says wow. Wow! All right, so that is Callisto Protocol or the Callisto Protocol coming out December second, twenty twenty-two. Be excited for that. We also have another game that I'm pretty excited about that I totally forgot was a thing. Um, and that is developed by Astronauts. Actually, it's called The Astronauts mm-hmm. is the developing team. And that is Witchfire. Mm-hmm. And man, I... Man. I was not expecting to like it as much as I did. Yeah, I think they showed it like five five years ago or something. They made a joke. There was a lot of jokes of games coming to resurgent, like yes, resurging. Yes, yes. I think it's been five years or so. Uh, long story short, the best way to describe this game is you're... We don't really know what you are. They're doing like a Wild Wild West vibe. You're some you're, kind of hunter of you're something. You're hunting demons and you're using almost like these... You're shooting a gun, but then you're using like these Doctor Strange like warp kind of. Yeah. Like you can like disintegrate them with almost like your... It's crazy. Yeah. And um, there's, yeah, there's a bunch of different powers. So there's like an ice power. It's it's almost like Bioshock where you yeah. have like one. It's almost like plasmids. Yeah, you got a, exactly. You've got like a plasma hand, and then you've got your your weapon of choice as far as like guns. But you're you're hunting demons, or you're hunt. You're I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. it's crazy. And it's almost like they, you know, how like witches are like around like fire poles and stuff they almost have that going like there was a scene where it's like there was a bunch of demons that were like around this like fire thing kind of like how you would picture like witches around something yeah um no i get i got you so anyway so that is there's no release date it just says early access is soon in quotation marks yeah soon what can you do Glad, glad to see it back i agree i'm very excited for it so so this next game, you can play the beta for it already, and people love it. Mm-hmm. It is Metal Hellsinger, and basically it is, I don't know if those of you who have listened have heard of Bullets Per Minute. It's kind of like that game. It's kind of like that game and Doom combined. So I would say it's, I would say it's like that game, and I guess you could say Doom, a medieval maybe too. 
because the mid evils are really good doom clone. Yeah, I would say a mid evil. I didn't get I didn't I got doom vibes from the music. I didn't get doom vibes from like the enemies. If that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I only got it from the enemies because there was like you know there's parts of the trailer where it shows like hordes of things. So basically, what it is is. It's a shooter game with demons. It's a rhythm shooter. And it's yeah. a, you have mm-hmm. to shoot on the rhythm of the music that's playing, just like bullets per minute. Um, but it's per the song. So, like, uh, System of a Down's in it. Pretty good musical. Ginger is in it. Yeah, pretty good musical cast. Lamb of God. Yep, Lamb of God. The developer is The Outsiders. It's being published by Funcom. And, yeah, I mean, you can play the beta now. It is out to play. I think no. on just Steam, maybe? I'm not really sure. Steam and potentially consoles as well, but for sure Steam. Yep. The actual release date of the game is September 15th. Nice. So Very good. super excited for that. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So I'm going to let you talk about this part. You could. I don't know what's on your screen. I mean, I have this as my next one. Yeah, we got to. Yeah, don't do that next. Okay, then I'm going to go ahead and move, move, move right along. Yep, move right along. <laughs> move right along to a game I really wish I was excited to play, but because it's a top-down game, I will not oh, be playing fair. it. And that is Aliens Dark Descent. So they, who developed that? Just to give Focus a little... Focus Home Interactive developed okay. it. It is coming out in 2023. Okay. They, they published and developed it? Interesting. Yeah, uh, so... Okay. No, so, no, no. So, no, yeah, so the... Man, the trailer... Trailer was great. was so cool. And then it started showing a little glimpse of actual gameplay... And it is a top-down. So I thought it was Fireteam Elite stuff at first, which uh, was actually shadow-dropped. You don't even know about this. I'm going to talk about it later. During IGN's like exclusive expo. But that's what I thought this was. And then it turns out like they showed the whole trailer... You know it's you know it's xenomorphs because they're hinting at certain things, and then the very end they show like two seconds of top down gameplay or something, and which is funny because some of the articles I've read were like there was no gameplay in the trailer. It was and I'm a couple like, seconds. Yeah, there was. <laughs> so yeah, spooky spooky has a very big bugaboo, and her one of the bugaboos is top down games. She's not a fan. She I think she needs to just try it out and commit because I mean I play Diablo. She loves the, well. Okay, she was she hated and slandered the name of Diablo for a long time until she was streaming and people made her play it. And now she's super excited about it. However, I feel like if she would play a top-down with the right people, she would enjoy it. But we're not going to get there because it's okay. She can do what she wants to do. But anyways, it's a top-down shooter. I will play it because I love the Aliens universe. Let's give it a go. Did they say a release date on that one? 2023. And that's how they actually kicked off summer games fest was with that so it was kind of a little bit of a letdown for her because it was i thought they kicked it off with callisto no no they kicked it off with that oh for sure uh big build with the cinematics and then like two seconds of top down and i heard her sigh i wasn't sitting next to her and i heard he was like four people away from me and i and still, I, was I like, still oh. heard her sigh and our friends who are also with us left cool what I else we real, got i was real bum all right so you were a, i was a real bum i was a real bum i'm gonna skip this one okay uh so troy baker Yep. Who I love and admire. You do. Uh, listeners of the show do not, and that's fine. That's fine. And Roger Clark, who played Arthur in Red Dead yep. 2. Also, I was super excited to see them next that to each other. That was so cool. That was cool. So, Fallen Leaf is a new indie studio, which is amazing that they got these two voice actors to come on. They are releasing a game called Fort Solace. All we really know 
from the trailer is Troy Baker's character is on like Mars or something. And it, it almost seems like they're trying to like create like a society there or trying to create like a see if plants can grow. I'm not really sure. But then like it takes like a sharp left turn. So it's Matt Damon's The Martian. <laughs> basically it's we don't we don't know yeah we don't really know but it something crazy happens and then people are dying roger clark said he's an engineer correct did he say that i thought yes he's an engineer yes but they definitely are not friends no it's being described as a tight sci-fi interactive thriller Mm -hmm. that's all we know honestly it might not even fit the mold of what we're talking about but at the on the surface based on the cinematics and the interview we feel like it is uh that's next year right there's no release date. No release date, okay. So it's very We're assuming early. Next year, it's but... very yeah, it's a very early in development. Where I mean, hopefully we will get maybe at the VGAs we might get an actual like bigger trailer with more information, but as of right now, that's kind of all we know. So Fair. All right. Then we have this game that man, it starts off by saying, music by Mick Gordon. Oh, I know. Now, if you guys don't know who Mick Gordon is, Mick Gordon is the wonderful angel from above who did the Doom music. And so, <laughs> this... Angel from above. I don't know if I've ever heard <laughs> Mick Gordon described as the angel <laughs> from above. So Especially this... with the music he writes. But that's total, you know, you do you, boo. So, this game was actually announced a, dec- a decade ago. Yes. So this is one of the games that they were making fun of because it was like 10 years ago we talked about it and here it comes. It is developed by Lunar Software and published by Raw Raw Fury. I don't know why I couldn't say that. Mm-hmm. And that game is called Routine. And man. It didn't show much, but what it showed with Mick Gordon at the helm could be really cool. It just showed these robots with like, it's, it's almost like, a mature rated, f- like, I'm saying like a lot because I'm trying to gather my thoughts. It was booked from the cinematic trailer almost as if it were a Five Nights at Freddy's mature version of a game. Without the lore of being trapped in like a pizza shop. It's this dude and he's got some weapons, but he's like, he's being very stealthy and he runs into these droid... He, like, goes downstairs. He runs into these android-looking things that have really sharp teeth. And that's where the Five Nights at Freddy's is coming to my brain. It al- it almost looked uh, to be, like, Five Nights at Freddy's, Atomic Heart. And you could even add, like, Callisto Protocol and other sci-fi things in there. I don't really... Like, you, this trailer is one that has to be watched. Yeah. It was, it was, it's definitely... I'd I'd love to see written text try to describe what this is, because I'm having a lot of trouble vocally describing it. It definitely is a horror, I feel like a horror survival game with just... Outlast, maybe? Robots that have really sharp teeth that are trying to kill you, I guess. I'm not really sure. But I will tell you, it is not the same music as Doom. No! So I see Mick Gordon. I see, I hear them talking about Mick Gordon. I'm like, yes, give it to me. Give me the give me the music I know and love. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, there's literally no music. It's like background, like, yeah, like noise. Very ambient background, disturbing background. Yes, noise. Definitely not the music that you think of when you For think sure. of Mick Gordon. 
So we're moving. There's no release date for that, by the way, guys. No release date, which is kind of a bummer because it was announced 10 years ago. So now I feel like it's going to be another 10 years until it comes out. But, you know, we will see. Again, maybe the VGAs will give us some more. So a game that I have been waiting for a release date for I don't know how long finally got one. And that is Cult of Lamb. Yes. So so we're, we're moving into Devolver. Oh, shoot. You're right. That's okay. So let me, before she gets into that, let me hit you with at the very end. No, 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 no. I have one more. Okay. Before that. Okay, sure. So one, man, I have so many feelings about this game. I'm just going to go out and say it. It's it's called Layers of Fears. <laughs> she saw, she groaned very hard for this one, too. So it's, you know, it's made by Blooper Team. Blooper Team made the first and second Layers of Fear. They made Blair Witch. They made the Medium. It's coming out in 2023, according to this trailer. And let me just let me just say a quote that the Bluebird team has said from I it was an IGN article because they I guess had their own little press conference with them. They said our plan was to recreate the games, but we didn't want to make it a simple collection of two remastered games. So basically. I'm just going to go out and say it. I hated Layers of Fear 2. Mm-hmm. I thought it was boring. It wasn't scary. It didn't have the same feel as the first game. I loved Layers of Fear 1. I thought it was wonderful. The second one, man, I I didn't even finish it. I was so bored. Just, n- no, the storytelling was stupid. I just, I hated it. I'm, I just hated it. So when I saw this, I was just like, man... This is just not going to be great. Like I, I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't too thrilled about it. Now it does have a lot of the elements of the first one, so there's a little bit of hope, and it seems like they're just trying to like merge the two together. But I feel like if it's more towards the second one, I'm not going to enjoy it. No, I understand that. I, I, I don't really have a dog in the race, having played neither. Surprisingly, a dog in the rice. Race. Oh, oh, a dog in the race. Jeez. I was like, I've never I've heard... I've seen a Chinese restaurant. No, Dude, I've never chill. heard this. I was like, I've never heard that saying before. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. You finish off. So the Summer summer Games Fest presentation with Joff Kiley ended in uh, The Last of Us. Neil Druckmann came up there from Naughty God, talked about The Last of Us, talked about the show a little bit, said they're done filming as of a few days ago. or This was Thursday. I think he said Friday they're done. So hopefully we see post-production on that and a trailer soon. Thought we were going to get it. We didn't. He then went on to say the multiplayer aspect of The Last of Us that was supposed to be given to us during The Last of Us 2 has taken a new identity as a full-blown game, bigger than any game they've done, which is insane because Last of Us 2 for Naughty Dog was huge. And what what I'm gathering from that is that it's going to be a Last of Us experience built like The Division and Escape from Tarkov. I, I don't know if that's what my body is telling me. I hope it is. But in the ways in which he was describing it, San Francisco sounds very, very open. To, mm-hmm. You know, Division was open but linear, if that makes sense. Like, you, it was an open world but linear paths of travel. Like, you, you couldn't go in every store and things like that. That was kind of like The Last of Us too. Yeah, it was so, very open, but you really had it. I one path. I feel like that's the direction they're going with this. Now, granted, they didn't show anything, nothing to show. Um, they said maybe maybe next maybe next year, which is fine. They showed like a like a I'm, screenshot. I'm a little annoyed. I'm a big Last of Us fan. Uh, for those of you who don't know, 
a big fan of Naughty Dog and all they do, was was pretty bummed that they saved this for the end of the of the show and all you know what could have been a Last of Us show trailer, uh, cinematic maybe some gameplay for the new multiplayer experience they're trying to announce. And then dropping that The Last of Us remake for PS5. And the remake looks great. They showed side-by-side still. Oh, yeah, that looked I'll play amazing. this game for the fifth time. I don't know how many times I've played it. It's coming out on 9-2-22. The full game, they didn't say it's coming with Left Behind, but they definitely showed scenes from Left Behind. They did. So I feel like it's both Left Behind being the DLC that's a prequel of Ellie's journey into going to the uh, camp. So... Yeah, what could have been a really good segment with a bunch of content ended up just being the remake and release date and a couple announcements. Yeah, it was... It, it was, is what it is. It was really weird. I I'm mean, they brought Troy Baker and Ashley very Johnson biased. on on the on stage. It was their first time seeing the remaster kind of side-by-side. That's cool. That's cool. You it know, was, I get it. You know, we got to see a screen, a little screenshot of the Last of Us show, like you said, of... You know, just kind yeah. of what it looks like. I mean, it looks good. I'm excited. But to end with it, it was a little bit weird. It was very under. It was a little bit underwhelming. I feel bad for those who, like, didn't care. Yeah, me too. So that that wraps up the Summer Games Fest on Thursday. The presentation of Jeff Kiley. Uh, quickly, uh, Devolver, as far as the content of which we produce, they announced what Spooky was saying, Cult of the Lamb, which is a game she's been waiting on for a very long time for a release date. It looks almost as if it's a don't starve mixed with nobody save the world. You're this cute little lamb who brings people into her habitat and you build the habitat and you fight off evil, but you are evil. And it looks like people can die. And it looks like there's there's an economy to the game yeah. more vast than we thought. Uh, go ahead and hit them with what you were going to say. I just wanted to kind of pre- prelude into that for that you. That was literally what I was going to say. Got Developed it. by Massive Monster, published by Devolver Digital. Comes out August 11th. Let's go, Very baby. soon. Cool. And that's all Devolver. Devolver was great, but that's all they did in the in the vein of spooky stuff. Yeah. So then, before you get into Xbox, which I think is next, right? Yep. Xbox and Desda. A couple games I found from the IGN showcase and just kind of floating around. My buddy just texted me while we were recording from the PC showcase today that apparently we are getting, there's going to be Killing Floor 2 DLC. Yay! I don't know what that means. I haven't had a chance to look it up. I will look it up after the cast. That's very exciting. Probably not going to talk about it in two weeks because I'll have forgotten. But for those of you who enjoy Killing Floor 2, apparently DLC was announced. Hot off the press, literally straight to my watch, to the microphone. Nice. So, the IGN Exclusive Expo announced a couple games. I'll just go through them real quick. Uh, Walking Dead Last Mile from Pipeworks Studios, Skybound Entertainment, and Jedvid Technologies. It looks like it's almost a visual novel gaming experience that is that is going to have installments. That's July 11, 2022. It's based off the comics. Okay. A game that I've already wishlisted on Steam that I'm super excited about called Unliving by Rocket Brush Studio. It's a, a dynamic roguelike action RPG. It's basically you're a necromancer and you're just going through doing your necromancer type stuff. Different than the game. <laughs> doing your necromancer stuff. Different than the game that you and I talked about the other day. Uh, this is more of a roguelike action RPG. It's got some strategy too, but it's hitting early access on October 31st. Nice. It's called Unliving. Looks really, really fun. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, a, a game called Madison uh, got a release date. It's from Bloodjuice Games, July eighth, twenty twenty two. It's a first person 
strategic horror interactive thriller. Uh, you have to take pictures but develop them yourself and use those as ways in which so it's almost like a phasmophobia outlast type thing okay uh it seems like it's a single player experience that's july 8th 2022 also announced was outbreak island done by tiny magicians and hype train digital it's a survival game with some detective elements doesn't looks like it takes itself seriously but also looks like it's got room for you know fun and being quirky 2022 you can a lot of these games you can wish list on steam now that's typically what i do for those of you who want a hot tip if i see something i like i wish list it on steam because even if you're going to play it on xbox or playstation you still get the developer diaries and updates on steam and yeah. so then you can keep track of what's going on if you're going to play it on xbox or ps play it what you want to play it on even switch play it on switch whatever stadia i don't care but i usually wish list something on steam so i can the developers are more like they do developer updates just so know you, that if it's like an epics game exclusive it won't be on steam for sure uh I'm, i think you can wish list on epic too either way i think so i typically wish list it through one of those to keep track because they update the infrastructure mm-hmm. and you can go and read the updates and developmental development diaries and stuff like that. So that, that was just a real quick blow through of some of the horror content that IGN talked about. Actually, the last one is what I mentioned earlier. They actually kicked off the show with this aliens fire team elite, which is a, I believe if I remember correctly, it's a, I think it was it was weird and it was a three person cooperative. Hmm. If I remember correctly, might be four. I think it was three. I had a lot of fun with it. Came out last year. They're doing. Uh, they're. Re- it's from Cold Iron Studios. They're releasing what's called the Pathogen DLC. Uh, new Xenomorphs in vain of the Xenomorphs you see in Prometheus. Uh, some equipment and then a hardcore mode. That's August thirtieth for those of you who want to boot it back up. Cool. So that was the IGN showcase. So so far we've hit Summer Games Fest with GF Kylie. We've done the De- Devolver. We've done IGN showcase. Like I said, PC game showcase. We're not going to have everything because it's still going on and we needed to get this bad boy out. But it brings us to today, the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. Yep. Cool. So funny. here's where we'll play out the funny story. I wake up late at like 1.10 and I set my alarm to wake up at 1 because I knew I was going to sleep late because we stayed up really late playing a game that we're going to talk about later. And my buddy David, friend of the show, best friend David, he texts me, Redfall, baby. And I said, no spoilers. And he goes, it's one. Myself (laughs) and other people who texted me thought this thing was at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And I don't know how myself and like it says 1 p.m. on this bad boy now when I look. I swear it said two at one point. Everywhere I've seen says one. And it's probably one. But then I don't know why other people texted me, hey, I missed half of this because I thought it was that two. Yeah. So I don't know where we got our information from or what happened. But oof. So anyways, he texted me, Redfall Baby. We had to go back and watch it after the showcase. So finally, even though... (laughs) We saw a cinematic trailer for it last year with a release date of summer 2022, which I laughed because I was like, you don't even have gameplay. Yeah. How you're releasing in summer 2022 now has been pushed to 2023 from Arcane Studios, who brought you Dishonored and Prey. We've got Redfall, which for those of you guys who don't know, it is a class-based shooter mm-hmm. similar to your... It almost... And people are not going to like me for this comparison, but it almost looks like a... Left 4 Dead and Borderlands combined. 
Uh, I was going to say Back for Blood, but I went for Left for Dead because I think people would have judged me if I said Back for Blood. So I'll, I'll keep my original statement. Left for Dead and uh, Borderlands combination. Four classes. Uh, basically, Redfall, Massachusetts has been abducted by vampires, and they're super smart. They've blocked out the sun, which I thought was insane. Yeah, that was cool. Because I'm in, in I want to know how they did that. Yeah, in my mind, I'm like, how? In my mind, like questioning the lore, I'm like, how are you guys doing this in the daytime? Yeah. And it's because they blocked out the sun, which uh, okay, crazy. Release date of 2023, four player, class based. I'm super excited. We're big fans of Borderlands. We're big fans of Left 4 Dead. I enjoyed Back for Blood for what it was. A lot of people didn't. I know it's a hot take, whatever. But uh, I'm definitely interested in where this could go, especially because Arcane does make great games. 2023, uh, I'm expecting it to be delayed. Hot take, just full of them today. Microsoft, and you guys can say, you like Sony. I like everything. I've literally been playing a game on the Switch this weekend so i don't want to hear it microsoft if you go to their track record loves to say a game's coming out within this time and then they hope you forget when it gets delayed that they said that yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and say i think Redfall is gonna come out in 2023 i do not think it's gonna come out before june 2023 gotcha but uh super excited environment the environments look great uh they're 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 toting it as an open world. The classes look like you can string a lot of fun together. And they vary enough to where you could maybe want to have multiple characters. Uh, looks good. What you got? For games? I just didn't want to talk. Oh, I did all this? No, I, all the- I, I mean, there's. I can talk about a game. I just didn't want to take your thunder, you know? Well, a game that... I don't know when it first got announced. You'd have to tell me. Oh, uh, let's say... Over a couple years ago. Okay, so over a couple years and ago. And I believe if we go to the pilot episode, if it's the game you think I'm, I think you're going to talk about, I think I did say it was one of the most anticipated when we go back to the pilot. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So they finally show, showed some uh, juicy content on Scorn. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. Why are you laughing? Because I went to take a sip of my coffee and you you overemphasized the juicy. And juicy. It's, it made me think of the trailer. It was I, very I just didn't juicy. like it. My stomach started hurting when you did that. It was very it was a very juicy trailer. because uh, there's a lot of blood and stuff and juicy things. So they did show scorn and um, I Go ahead, tell me a little bit about it. There's just body parts everywhere. We still, it's developed by Ebb Software, who have, who are legendary in the sense that they've helped Bethesda and ID and other people work on different different projects. So we don't really know what it is. No, You're, we don't. It's just blood and guts and it creatures almost, and. It, it looks like from the beginning of the trailer that you were born into this world. You're, because you're, yeah, it's toted as you're you're either in hell or you're in. I mean, we we still don't know, and it's it's been it, it it's it's as gory as you can get. It's as horrifying as you can get, and I think the mystery is in the anomaly of like we don't really know what's going on. PC Game Showcase apparently showed more so maybe they shed a little bit of light maybe. onto what's going on. But basically you're in I'm just going to call it hell because that's kind of what it looks it, like. I mean it, it is if you There's literally like just 
flesh. It's like it's like the walls are made of flesh. Yeah, and there there's but there's still stuff around every corner that's trying to consume you. Yeah, or there's monsters. Mold what you, was that thing on you. his hand? He had like buttons on his hand. Yeah, it was. It was very weird, but I'm excited. But juicy, juicy, all, all the same. <laughs> Did that have a release juicy. date? Uh, it did. October twenty first, two thousand twenty two. Finally, yes, finally a release date for that. They also showed this cute little game that I am be interested in. It is called The Last Case of Benedict Fox from Plot Twist and Row Games. And basically, it's a platform. I would say it's a platformer game. Right? Side-scrolling yeah, game. Side I guess sc- that's yeah, the word. Side-scroller. Side-scrolling game. You control this little dude. He has... he. I mean, he has, he's got a gun, but he also has, like, these supernatural powers as well. And I don't know. He's going through some, like... Like, did his brother... Did his brother or friend die in there? That's what it kind of seems he gets, like. He gets a message from a supernatural entity above a dead body that they're going to help guide him through... His journey and yeah. his journey is literally It's like through this really weird the tracks world. of of yeah, really some kind of he's not he's going to different places, which is which is the appeal of the game. Cause there's there's almost like a cyberpunk looking part. There's a like there's a jungle. There's almost like a jungle looking part. There's a there's some Lovecraftian elements to it, it looks like. So it's a side scroller. Uh it's slated for Spring 2023, and looks great. It and, does. It looks really cute. And as you guys know, uh, any a lot of I think most of these games we're going to talk about potentially minus one are coming to they'll come to Game Pass. So if you're if you're a subscriber of Game Pass, you'll be able to play them, which is cool. Yes. So if you're already a Game Pass subscriber, boom, boom, you're in. So before we talk about probably what was the big Kahuna as far as what we cover. They announced Plague's Tale Requiem, mm-hmm. which is from Focus Home Interactive and uh, Focus Focus Home Entertainment Interactive and Azobo Studio. What's funny is we made fun of Plague Tale Innocence when they first announced when it. it. Fir- the, when this game first came out, the, the the first one, the very first one, yeah. We made fun of it, and I was like, "How could you just want to have a torch and walk through rats?" Well, apparently the game's fantastic, and yeah. people love it. And, you know, I'll consider myself duped. This is the sequel. Looked looked more in-depth as far as what you can do. Yeah. We haven't played the first one, so I'm not sure if your son or brother could control the rats in I the first game. Brother. Also, there's combat in this game. A lot of... I don't know if... And again, I could. you guys could be... For those of you who played it, might be like, dude, there's combat in the first one. This trailer just did more to sell me on the vision of the game yeah. versus the first one. But the first one's highly rated. The first one seemed more like a stealth, like you're creeping very, around. Very highly rated. Very well supported. Uh, a community that sticks up for it. And now we've got the second one. I don't know if we got a release date for that one, though. So I apologize. It's the one release date I forgot to write down. It's okay. So... Brings us to the big kahuna, which was they showed Diablo 4. I'm a big Diablo fan. As Spooky said, she has become a Diablo fan. They announced the Necromancer class, which we figured. I mean, There's I, always a Necromancer class. Honestly, in my brain, I was like, this hadn't been announced already. But That I was me yeah, too. Yeah. I was like, there's already a Necromancer. But I was like, well, I mean, in the Maybe other not. games there are. But I guess for this specific Diablo game, they haven't officially announced it. Um, 
which is cool but again it, it wasn't anything crazy like when they announced the rogue type like that mm-hmm. was i feel like more of a sh- of a unexpected class than the necromancer sure but still exciting still looks cool looks great uh, apparently there's live events now where you take on big big bosses which is cool. yeah that was real cool you know pvp dedicated pvp area ed game uh, they want to launch with full end game support looks great the classes are always going to be distinguished i love the I love that I feel like they're using the technology and they're uh, tailoring it towards what the uh, what they can do with the current with the current state of how technology works and mm-hmm. where we're at. They said 2023. I am going to tell myself that there is no way that that's going to happen, especially by June 2023. Yeah. But as I said uh, before, I am okay being wrong if I get the game. And then if the game is delayed, I set the proper expectations to myself, and I was right. So either way, I either way, win. you're golden, hundred percent. So that that was uh, obviously, as we said, guys, that that wraps up. So that wraps up what has taken forever <laughs> to go over what used to be called E3 is now called Summer Games Fest. And I know we, fest, I know we kind of blew through. We a did, lot of that but stuff you have fast. to. There's so much. There was just so much content. I I can't even I can't even think about how much like how long video game podcasts are going to be having oh, to go over literally all we did was the the spooky horror content yeah we just yeah and it was all that's why I'm just like oof there's a lot of spooky stuff cool I'm in it so lastly one of the things that also took up our weekend was we played the quarry which was also shown at the summer's game yes it was they did a trailer for the quarry. Uh, at Summer Game Fest, the GF Kylie presentation on Thursday. So we were grinding all weekend. I took time away from Mario Strikers to be with my wife and my friends as we did a playthrough of The Quarry, which is Supermassive's new game. Uh, if that name sounds familiar to you, it's basically because it is based... It is the developer who made Until Dawn, cult classic, and then a lot of the, the uh, Dark Pictures anthology. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, lots of lots of meat, lots of meat to this game. I say we're gonna do a spoiler review. As much as I don't, as much as I'd rather separate them, there's it's just so hard with how the game works to not talk. About, I mean, we might accidentally pop out a spoiler. So yeah, so basically, it's it's the same type of game that you would expect from this developer. It's a choose your own adventure. Whatever you know, choices you make alters the entire gameplay you can accidentally kill somebody you know it's that's and you're we're at a campsite Mm -hmm. we're count your count you play as counselors at a campsite stuff goes down and i feel like that's the most that we could say without spoiling anything you could get into you could get into it there's always a way to review it without spoiling it but we're gonna Hit you with the tone because we we may I'm gonna do my best to not spoil it, but we may go into spoilers. So you hear the tune, let it be known that we could go into spoilers for Supermassive's The Quarry. Hey guys, what's up? What's up? So. Let me start with uh, what a breath of fresh air. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. We came off of 
we're late on the Dark Picture series. We played Man of Madon, Man of Medan, however you want to say it. And that game was their follow-up, not direct follow-up, but follow-up to Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. And it was just bad. It was not good. It we was, ha- yeah. Instinctually, I had no desire to almost even look up what else could happen. Yeah. It was over, and I was just like, it's over. Thank goodness it's over. This game, leaps and bounds better. Reviews are a little all over the place. Uh, I found it I found it to be very approachable. I found it to be very impressionable. The characters that they have, I remember all of their names because they all provided something to the story, and they were all different enough, but they were able to mesh in their own... They were able to have their own cohesion as a group, but then individually be able to do what they needed to do to provide to the story, if that makes sense, because a lot of what makes Supermassive great is not only the storytelling, but the arcs that you have to have because characters are going to split up or a character dies and then this character has to be by themselves. Yeah. Super. Characters were super great. I could nitpick on the acting a little bit. However, it's this game is built to be campy. It's built to be cheesy. I mean, you're at a, you're at a, you're at the quarry, you're at a campsite and the, the school's out for summer, LOL. School. Summer camp is out and you there's some things that go down. There's some there's some kind of uh there's some overall story arcs that make it to where you they want to stay at the camp. And then because they stayed one extra night at camp, things start going down. So hard. I have, I'm going to make a confession. I have such a hard time reviewing games. Okay. So my brain wants to write. I, I, I used, I did, I did reviews of games written for so long that I, I have a hard time just going into like a discussion. If that I'm just sense. a little confused because you were literally just doing like a spoiler free and we're already in the spoiler territory. Well, you know, I don't, I guess I'll go kill myself. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. I mean, but you did it in the in the game. I I, mean, I killed a lot of people in the game. Uh, so you go ahead. You you start. You start. So basically, exactly. See what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Well, like but it's th- tough. No, it's, no, no. Here's it's a tough issue. game Here's to my like. Issue with this is should I just explain what the game is? I'm just gonna tell. I'm just gonna explain what the game is. So basically. You play as a group of counselors, and you're going to Hackett's Quarry. Hackett is a family, mm-hmm. and this family has been on this quarry since, I think, like, 1958 or something crazy, something mm-hmm. old, and, or 18-something, whatever. So they basically are in charge of taking care of this quarry, yada, yada, yada. There was an incident that happened with a traveling circus... Got thrown up in flames. A bunch of people died. And one of the main attractions in the circus was this fortune teller. And she had a quote-unquote son. I say quote-unquote because she found this boy who was a wolf boy. And... (laughs) The wolf. Dog boy. Dog boy. Uh, And, you know, the... So it's like, should I just say what happened? That's the whole thing is I... I almost. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll talk to you after. I'll okay. talk to you off the air. Okay. So I guess since it's spoilers, 
we're just gonna, I'm just gonna spoil the game for you guys. If you guys really want to play this game, then go play it. But or listen to the spoilers and still play it if you want. Some yeah, people are into that. Exactly. So this whole game is about werewolves. The mm-hmm. whole thing. You know, you start off in the little prologue. Your boyfriend gets attacked. Do you save him or do you run? You know, yada yada yada. So basically, the whole game is you as the counters you're trying to survive the night without turning into a werewolf and without dying and it turns out that the Hackett family half of them are werewolves your your like lead counselor was a werewolf or whatever and if you let's say let's say C-Max was a werewolf he turned me into a werewolf mm-hmm. in order to cure me of my werewolf curse you have to kill the werewolf that bit you. So then you'd have to kill C-Max and then I'm cured. But if you want to cure both of us, you have to kill whatever werewolf bit C-Max. So this whole time as counselors, we're just trying to survive for one. And for two, we're, we're also trying to save our boyfriend. Max was our boyfriend. One of the main characters, Max, he got bitten. He turned into a werewolf. So she's trying to to find the counsel, the the lead count. I guess he's a lead counselor, right? Mm-hmm. So Chris Hackett is the lead counselor. He's a he's werewolf. The, yeah, he's the overseer of the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and in the beginning of the game, he's like telling the kids, "Y'all gotta leave." Like y- the whole reason why you're stuck here for another night is because Jacob, which of course was my character, <laughs> he was so annoying. Jacob really loved Emma and wanted to spend one more night with her because she told him this was just a summer fling, yada, yada, yada. I don't want to continue a relationship with you. Like, it was just, you know, a summer thing. And so in his mind, he's like, well, if I can get one more night of summer. I can pull this. I can turn this around. I can turn this around. So he breaks the car. He takes the, I I got to choose. Do I choose the gas line to be taken out or do I change, or do I take the, what is it? The rotor arm or something? Yeah, rotor arm. So I decided to take the rotor arm because in my mind, I'm like, that's easier to fix than a gas line. So, um, sorry, your mom was like, like signaling me. (laughs) It was was weird. Um, so basically that's why we're stuck. And Jacob didn't survive long enough to fix the car. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't you just tell me what you liked about the game? Uh, I, I think it was, like I said, the storytelling was very cohesive. I felt like the choices mattered, and I felt different from Dark Pictures where I would do something and instantly regret it, or I would do something and feel very confident in the choice that I made. Mm-hmm. And this game, like Until Dawn, had things that would occur later. Yes. So you could have a choice that you made in Chapter 2 affect something that occurred in Chapter 6, which... If I remember correctly, when we played Man of Madon, it was very like, oh, you just made this decision, now they're dead. It yes. didn't have. It didn't really have... A story effect. Yeah, it didn't have a, a long-term story effect. I also think that you had to... This game made it different where you had to play into the werewolf trope of, I can keep this person alive by making them a werewolf if I end the curse. Yeah. So you had to make decisions that were like, you know, I'm going to let you become a werewolf because my end game is to free the curse so you'll be fine. Yeah. But you can be a werewolf right now. 
I just have to risk the danger. Will you eat me? Yeah, will Will you you eat me me? or will the Hackett family kill you because they have silver bullets? Yes. So there was a lot of storytelling elements. There's there's tons of characters. Uh, The problem is this game is a this game is a ten hour movie. So it's 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 the issue of trying like when we tried to here's what I'm running into and for first time listeners I apologize. When we first reviewed Archive Archive 81, I had a really hard time because it's it's 10 hours plus of just intellectual thinking and time looping and dimensional travel and it's yeah. just it's 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 if you were to try and review like Star Trek the Next Generation or if you were to try and review all of the pre all of the Star Wars prequels or the you know it, it's just a lot yeah. to to take in Tales from the Loop. Tales from the Loop. It's just a lot. You and can't so that. I would love to sit... I feel the, the issue with this game is I feel the discussion would be as long as the game. Because you're basically just talking about the whole game. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, I, I definitely as far as get the discussion. that. But, like, yeah, so so review-wise, I, I was really big on the on the act. I was really big on the, the storytelling arcs. There were different arcs that you had to consider. I felt like every character mattered. The Hackett's, what was really cool about them is when they're first introduced, you think they're bad, but a lot of the decisions you make in the beginning are trusting them because they're just trying to kill the werewolves. Well, then what happens is is all your friends are becoming werewolves, so you don't want them to kill your friends, so now they're the enemy. And on top of that, so so put a pin in what C-Max just said. Mm -hmm. On top of that, Every chapter ends and you talk with what we find out eventually is the fortune teller from the traveling circus where her her son escaped or whatever. And for anybody who's played a dark picture game, the guy who talks to you at the end of each chapter, that's the role that she took over. Yes. She's, the for- she's a fortune teller. And you grab what's called... Um, tarot cards. Tarot cards. And she, the tarot cards are just like the premonitions in the dark pictures. Where in dark in the dark picture anthology, you look at pictures that give you premonitions of what could happen. Whereas the tarot cards, you collect them, and then she only lets you pick one to see to see a premonition. To see a premonition. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, one of the premonitions we saw, we still killed the guy on accident because it was very misleading. It was very misleading. So as we're playing this, the closer we got to the end game. We realize that she's showing you these tarot cards and her premonitions. Yes, it does show you how to how to how to keep your character alive because she wants to keep your character alive to kill the Hackett family. Yeah, she the she she gets very angry when you leave a Hackett family person alive when she, you could have killed them. So it turns out her son is the original werewolf called the White Wolf. So you would have to kill the white wolf to end the entire curse. So that was an interesting plot point, too, as you find out, like, hey, she's, like, misleading us because she wants us to kill the Hackett family when we're just trying to make it out of this bad Yeah, boy. we're just trying to survive. We're just trying to get to college, you know, even yeah. though Max got rejected. You know, we're just, trying, we're just trying to get to college. So, the, like like Spooky said, the game plays like any, uh, any supermassive game would. You walk around. You search for clues. The clues kind of give you hints as to what's going on. And then you search for evidence that you can give to the cops to prove your innocence because there's a direct line that says, hey, man, they're going to think like we're killing people. Yeah. And there's something, you know, there's something else going on. I, we, I mean, we binged it. I was, 
the graphics are phenomenal. I kept telling myself, man, they need to re- they need to remake Until Dawn yeah. with these graphics because the graphics were great. Uh, we did have some screen tearing. We did have some motion blur, but no no game breaking bugs that made us want to stop playing or except for that or tarot card. Off. The tarot card. Oh, <laughs> to me, it, the tarot it broke, card. It game broke was... our campaign, but it yeah. didn't break the game. You know. Um. And then, like I could, I could talk all day about the cast. There, we, I think you should play it because there's so much. Like I, I feel like the 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 Dark Pictures game. I could, I could really tell you. I could just like give you plot points of all the different characters, and yeah. you guys go over it. I really think you guys need to play this game if you're interested, because you know there's there's Dylan who is kind of a jokester, but he's actually a really smart dude who wants to major in quantum physics, and he. Uh, he likes Ryan, and Ryan's a very lo- Ryan's a very big loner, and he listens to you know the Bizarre Yet Bonafide, which is a podcast that you get to hear at the end of the game once you've beaten the game and found the different evidence. You send it to them is a really cool way to end the credits. Yeah, Ryan's very loner, very stoic. He's played by Justice Justice Smith in Detective Pikachu. Um, oh, that's who that was. That's who it was. Oh. <laughs> And Dylan is played by the guy in Halloween. I don't know his name or off the top of my head. He's in Blockers and he's in Halloween 2018. Yes. I think his name's Todd and he gets the tattoo. And the like, Halloween tattoo. The Halloween, the, uh, he dies. Because he's trying. He does die. He also died in this gameplay for us. <laughs> on accident. Uh, you've got Emma who we don't really learn much about her other than she's your typical. She's mean and I don't like her. She's mean and... But she, she's a blogger and she's an influencer, but she's got insecurities to her that make you empathize. And she's got the love thing with Jacob, who's your typical, like, jock. He has to compensate for being in, more insecure than anybody else sure. in the game. Yeah. Uh, you've got Abby, who's your goth little stoic uh, artist who is very shy and impressionable. And she's got a crush on Nick, who's like... The California Dreamboat, even though he's British. He reminded me of Sunshine from Remember the Titans with a British accent. I thought he was Australian. Is he Australian? I think so. Maybe. So he's Australian, and he's like what's considered the hottest guy at camp, but he's got things. He's got something for Abby, and Abby's got something for him. And then, who am I missing? Caitlin. Brenda Caitlin, Song. Caitlin. Brenda Song. So before we started playing the game, <laughs> Spooky's like, yeah, it's Brenda Song. I'm like, I don't know who that is. It's Brenda Song. I was like Brenda Song, and he's she's like he's like I don't know. And I'm like you know Brenda Song. And she he's literally like, just kept saying the name of a person. And then I was like, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. So Brenda Song's in it. She's she plays Caitlin. She's kind of like Kate. the leader of the group. She's the leader. She's very transparent. She doesn't take no BS. She's she has a sense of humor, but it's very dry, sarcastic, and sarcastic, dry, yeah. and. She's not a time waster. Like, no, we're gonna do it by her rules because she feels the most confident to keep people safe. She, it, it stinks you never get to see her as a counselor because she's probably the best counselor. She probably is if the I, best if counselor I, if you think about it. Yeah. So my, I, I was a little bummed because I played as Jacob and I and I played as Caitlin, who's Brenda Song's character, and man. I wish I was able to play as Caitlyn more. Yeah, the I Ka- feel like her playable character. A lot of people mentioned that that was, she was she wasn't she had acting scenes and yeah. mocap, but playing as her was very sparse. Was and very we kept limited. her al- we kept her alive till almost the very end. Yeah, and I'm like I was she was the character I wanted to play as the most, and here I am playing as Jacob ninety percent of the time, and I'm like, man, when am I going to play as Caitlyn? And then you do get to play as her, but her her. I feel like playable moments are so short. 
So that was one of, that was kind of one of my, my kind of like, man, that kind of sucks. Um, I also, when you get close to a tarot card, you hear the crow, you hear a crow, crow or a raven, or raven, yeah, like one. go off. I wish it would stop like cawing when you found it. Same thing with the clues you find. Yeah, the but little you, X's are still up. If you forget that you've searched and you search again, it just shows you the same thing again. It doesn't go through the dialogue or the the uh, interpersonal communication you have. Yeah. The intr- the uh, intrinsic dialogue you have with yourself. doesn't do that again, but it shows you the thing again. I wish it would Just go, go away. away. Yeah. yeah, it's just, to me, because of this type of game is so, like, search, search heavy, to me it just kind of wastes time. It was my issue with Life is Strange, too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just, to me, I'm like, man, I really wish it would just go away so I know that I can progress and anything I do see is something new. I agree. Uh, the acting, some of the acting was a little dry. I felt it suffered a little bit from the Stranger Things season four of certain arcs were really good and I really cared about them. And then other arcs were also good in the story they were trying to tell, but I didn't like the pairing. Gotcha, yeah. So, for example, in the beginning, Ryan and Dylan, the, the, neither one of them wants to, like, admit their feelings, but, like, they're going through, like, Mr. Hackett's office and they find this underground computer lab very interesting stuff but the, the dialogue the between dialogue them, i'm like guys like, can, took you, away from can you figure it. this out like can you yeah. guys just say we like each other we'll figure it out or like i don't like you yeah can, can one of you just say that and then we we move yeah on. because that that scene whoops, that scene is really important yeah. you find the cameras you find the basement which we never even got to because, because we abby killed somebody killed, off abby died so you make a choice on accident that kills someone later there's a lot of things that go on but there were, and granted, this could be because of binge culture. We might have been playing too much, and you're supposed to space it out. Maybe. Um, but there, there were certain dialogue and acting points where I was like, "Man, there's also chapter seven, which is really important." But it 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 put one of our friends to sleep because it's such a quick turnaround. So in chapter seven, you play as Laura and Max, who you played as in the beginning of the game. And you didn't see them until chapter seven. They're in the prologue, and then they're gone. And they're the entire. You find time. out they're in jail because Mister T, is, not not pitiful, but a different <laughs> Mister T. Travis Hackett. Travis is Mister Hackett, David Arquette's brother, and he's the sheriff, and he knows. He you find out that the whole point of this game is the Hackett family's trying to hunt the original White Wolf. Because all of their family are werewolves and they want to break the curse. And they've been doing it for six years. So uh, Travis has Max and Laura in a, pris- in a prison because in the beginning of the game, Max gets bit. You think he's dead, but he's not. And then that's where all the werewolf lore comes in. You find out how they that work. Is. You find out what they truly look like. You find out that Chris Hackett, who's the, the counselor at the camp, his, his son actually started the fire in at the, the at traveling the circus because his daughter wanted to free Silas the dog boy. Silas the dog the boy. The fortune tellers. They felt bad. Like remember, mm-hmm. it's six years ago, so they were little kids. Mm-hmm. And so they felt bad they wanted to free him. They just thought of him as like a trap little boy. So to they the daughter said, do a distraction while I free him. Well the distraction was a fire Everyone died. She did free him, but in that moment, he bit Caleb. He bit Caleb. Caleb then ran, ransacked the Hackett family. Yes. Now the Hackett family is living with this curse that they're trying to fix. Yes. Uh, 
And, like, it's really kind of a bummer because I think I remember you saying this either to yourself or something, is you end up starting feeling bad for Travis. You do. Because, like, in the beginning, you're like, man, he's just kind of being he's, a doo-doo cop. He's, he's putting people in jail for no reason. Yeah, like, like, he's, like, and then, of course, we're like, dude, you guys are all on the same side. Just tell them what you're doing and then go hunt the white wolf together. Like, yeah. what? Like, the fact that so many people died because just lack of communication was just crazy. Um, but, yeah, you do kind of feel bad for, for Travis because, man, he's just trying to cure his family. Like, he he's really not a bad dude. He's just going about it the wrong way. I think they all, all the Hackett's are really not bad people. They're just going about it the wrong way. And you're a werewolf. And it's, what are you supposed to do, you know? You're a werewolf. And you're trying to find this white wolf that doesn't exist. Like, they don't, some reason, of course, to make a game, the white wolf's around. But they've been looking for six years. Yeah. And he's been right under their nose, which I, I thought was crazy. Yeah, he's been there the whole time. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I uh, my gripes with it were more... You're, my, I think my gripes with the game are more what's supposed to be experienced, and it's that you're supposed to be under pressure. You're supposed to be high stress. I do think the tarot card, we misinterpreted it, and so that was that put a little dent in our that put a little dent in our gameplay. I think, uh, but other than that, I felt it flowed really well. The storytelling was great. Uh, lots of lots of good name actors mm-hmm. putting on the performances that I think they were supposed to put on. Hundred percent. Because we know yeah. Justice Smith can act. He's in Detective yeah. Pikachu. He's got personality. He's got emotion. No, for but sure. But he had to be, huh? Yeah, he had. To what be, do you mean? He had to be very like. I don't want to say stoic's that, not even the right word. Just, neither is mischievous or like you know what I mean. Like they they labeled him as that, but he just was kind of like in the. What's really weird is in the beginning of the game. He was very like shy to himself, but then he just kind of turned into like a like a jerk. Yeah, he's like he was very much like I'm better than he's you. He's very narcissistic. He's it is, yes. he's a creative narcissist. He's he very so like I feel like his personality shifted like mid game, and to me I'm like he's not like this at all. Like mm-hmm. this is weird. And then the same honestly with Abigail, she was very shy and very like no I'm not confident. And then all of a sudden she also had like a personality mm-hmm. change mm-hmm. before. Her lover Nick mauled her to death, and her Whoa. head popped off. Whoa! <laughs> my my biggest complaint with the game is you're doing high end mo capping, and that's their their go to. And they're very close, but they still haven't figured it out as far as like some of the mouth the mouth the sometimes. mouth movements are a little weird. It's not as crazy as like Mass Effect Andromeda when that game came out, but it still is a little off putting sometimes. And then with the mo-capping, if you hit a certain spot in the environment, the hair will start to act up because it's trying to render. Yeah. It's trying to cross-render different textures. Uh, those are my only uh, Those are my only complaints about the game. Do you have anything you I want mean, to my, wrap it up with? My, my only complaints with the game is just, like I said, I just wish like the little indicators would pop off after you've already interacted with it. I do feel like the flow of the game was really well chapter seven was too long mm-hmm. and it interrupted the flow mm-hmm. which i'm glad chapter seven existed because it was important but i do feel like it was the momentum was thrown mm-hmm. off um but other than that i didn't really like it i liked the story i liked the different 
we put on accessibility for the quick time 100%. events. And we were playing with our friends. Yeah, so... One of them who's not as big of a gamer as we are, so yeah. we wanted it to be enjoyable. And she did enjoy it. And and I don't regret putting that on, because, man, when we played Man and Madon, or even until Dawn... QTE... I don't... QTEs are so short. I want to kill someone because I made the wrong decision. I don't want to kill someone because of a QTE. Correct. So and that's the way we played it. And yeah. I would recommend that being the way that you I, play it. I also agree. Because then you're not like, man, are you... Now, granted, my I killed Caitlyn because of a QTE. Because I couldn't shoot the gun, apparently. That was lame. I'm still bitter about that. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I, I really... I, I enjoyed it. What's your rating? So as you guys know, we rate everything on a hack, hack and slash, slasher, or the final girl... I will give this game, based on what I said, a slasher. I also would say it is a slasher. I definitely recommend it to those, especially who have played Until Dawn, like that, like those type, like these types of games. It is. I think it's the longest in Supermassive's history. It's the like longest run game. runtime? Runtime. Okay. How long it, it takes. It took us about 10 hours to, yeah, to beat I mean, it. It's, that's, that's, that's hefty, man. Yeah. I feel like Until Dawn was like six. Maybe it was. I don't know. I feel like Man of Madon was like five or six. So, I mean, this is this it's, is big. It is big. But I do think it it, it was worth it. I, I would recommend it to people. Um, and, and some of my gripes might not be the same as somebody else's. So Different modes, too. You've got a couch co-op mode where you pass the controller. Everybody controls their player. You've got single player mode where you can just play it yourself, which is typically what Spook and I do, where we, we just decide who we want to yeah. play as and we pass it around. Or uh, there's a movie mode. Which I wouldn't recommend spending sixty to seventy dollars for the movie mode, but it is an added touch. You can actually watch the whole thing as a movie instead of playing it. Yeah. We consider it cool as an added feature, but it is there in case you wanted to do it. There's yeah, also you can do movie mode, save everybody, but and then movie mode, kill everybody. Yeah. So if you want to play the game, do your best, but then you want to do a movie mode where you just watch everybody just get demolished. You could do movie mode, everybody dies. So I like that they're adding cool little features to make. And, and the accessibility options are really good. There's an aim assist. There's QTE timer long. There's uh, QTEs. You press any button, you succeed. Yeah. Uh, so there's definitely accessibility options there as well. Uh, I apologize for getting flustered in the beginning. I wanted to make sure this is a good review for you guys. But it's really hard, I think, to review... Like, I could review Mario Strikers pretty easily right now. Sure. With With the quarry, yeah. 10 hours of legitimate story and dialogue yeah. is a little rough. Well, that's what I'm saying. The so story, I, apologize. I apologize. Story-wise, I thought it was really... I really did enjoy the story. There's a lot to unpack. I like the, I liked the tarot card reader. I like her element. I like how she secretly was trying to gear you to... Like, I like that she had her own mm-hmm. motive. She had her own motive. And you guys got to remember, there's story bits that we haven't even done yet. Oh, yeah. Because... Because of her choices. Abby died very early in the game. There's a whole segment with Abby and Emma in a basement that we didn't do because Emma had already turned into a werewolf and Abby had already died. So we have to go and restructure our decisions to even get to that part. The replay value... Huge, always. was really good. And, of course, I looked up, like, some of the hidden trophies, and I'm like, oh, man, we could do that. So now I'm like, I want to do that. And that's what makes this game a slasher, is with Man of Madon, the only Dark Pictures games we played, we... We traded it in. We did not care. It was I did, did yeah, not care. I didn't care. To go I back. actually 
want to go watch streamers take on this that I like. Yeah. I want to go and try to make the blood pact. I want to go and have a final girl. Yeah, it it gave me the same feeling that in, Until Dawn did. Absolutely. 100%. And I thought and I think that's really important because Now it's not a sequel to Until Dawn, no. but I feel like it, it you can describe it as in vain to Until Dawn. And like they've been approved they they plan to make like I don't know how many dark pictures games. I say can it. We haven't played the last one. But this is where we need to go. Yeah, this I feel this like is, is what they are good at. They went back to their roots like they did with Until Dawn. This is what this is where they shine. Yeah. I don't think Dark Pictures is where they should be investing their I agree. time in. And shout out to Nick and Shanna for playing with us and we had a blast. And that's the way to play too, guys. If you guys want to have a weekend or a house party or weekly like treat it like a show or something. Yeah. You know? Bring your friends Do over it. couch. It's fill awesome. Up. It's awesome. So, uh, we're running about an hour and a half. Typically, you guys know we keep it at an hour, but like like I said, this weekend. And you guys can maybe tell some of the stress is kind of coming out because it's we have just been consuming content all weekend. I can feel her stress. She can feel it, and I apologize. And I apologize to those of you who can also feel my stress through the microphone. We won't have an episode next week. Uh, we're going to hit you back the following week. Who knows what we're going to have, man, but we're going to have something. Uh, we're thankful for all the listeners. Do you have anything to say before I hit them out with the Maybe outro? Maybe we'll hit them with that light year review. Just kidding. Dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> you got anything before I cap it off? I just appreciate you guys always every week listening and dealing with our inconsistent schedule. But you know what? We are no longer a weekly podcast. We are a podcast Podcast that releases when it happens. When it happens and when we want. And we hope you guys want it when it comes out. So if you guys don't know, we have a ton of social media. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. We have Facebook. We have TikTok. We have Discord. Please, 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 if you're into it, jump in the Discord. uh, Peep the TikTok. Uh, Any social media interaction helps. We just want to grow the community. We do it out of the love of our hearts. And because my wife wants to talk to her husband about spooky stuff, (laughs) and I oblige. So here we are. Uh, if you don't mind, review us on your favorite podcatcher. That increases the algorithm so people are more likely to see our stuff. Share uh, our TikToks. Share our TikToks. Jump in on any community discussion. We just ask that you uh, keep out leaks and spoilers. Keep it organic. Uh, we're super thankful for you. Uh, to everyone out there, happy proud, happy Pride Month. I was wearing my Pixar Pride shirts, the, Pride shorts the other day. They're slammers. I was super stoked about them. Happy Father's Day to those fathers. Happy Father's those Day to all there. the dads, all the papas coming out there. My brother-in-laws, David, Nick, you name it, man. You're out there. I probably forgot you, but there's a lot of dads out there. His actual, his father-in-law also. What? My, <laughs> what? Your father-in-law. <laughs> my father-in-law, my stepdad. We love you. We're super thankful for you. Thank for all the dads. Uh, we'll see you guys when we see you. Have a killer week.